the best practice of REST APIs is that we do not name the APIs after operations. For example, if you want to get the price of a stock or the details of a stock, then you do not name the API as the REST convention, something like get stock or get price or get stock price because this would mean that you added the operation get into the API. And as REST is representational state transfer, it's not an operational state transfer, right? We pass the state and not the operations in the API, representational state transfer. When you do want to pass the operations as part of the API, you do this as part of the actual HTTP methods because already in HTTP, we have the HTTP method get, the HTTP method update, post, and delete. So you see, we already specify the operation as part of the HTTP. So why repeat it in the API? So when you get to the API and you start thinking, how should I name it? Get stock, delete stock, remove stock. Remember that we already have this operation specified inside the HTTP method. So the only thing that is left for REST is to specify the state, the state that we want to transfer. So now you ask yourself, if REST is so uh, pure and telling us exactly what to do, how, what's the best practice for specifying APIs, and it already has these HTTP methods, then why do we need GraphQL? GraphQL came about when developers were calling APIs and then the backend APIs were required to get new methods. For example, a developer wanted to search for a stock and then he saw that he has an HTTP method get the state of the stock or get the state of a set of stocks. However, let's say he wanted to search by a prefix. So he asked the developer to open an API or open an, a, a parameter an HTTP parameter to the query where he would be able to specify the prefix of the stock that he is looking for. And then he wanted to search by any regular expression. So he asked the backend developer, okay, I need another parameter to search for a regular expression. And then he needed to search by the complete name or ignore case. Maybe the users want to search by ignore case. So you see, there is an explosion of APIs that are required in order to serve a standard basic requirement of searching for stocks from the backend guys. And we only talked about searching for stocks. We didn't even specify other methods like removing stock, like selling stocks, like buying stocks. And even in this case, we only talked about stocks. We didn't talk about other stuff like bonds, ETF, options, and other market facilities. And even then, we didn't talk about 
currency conversion and about user management. So you see, there would be an explosion of API methods where we would need the backend guys to specify and think very rigorously about the API that they are exposing because it's REST, it's representational state transfer, they need to use properly the methods. So of course, we could abuse the API and start making compromises and get operations inside the method names. However, by this, we would not achieve much. We would only create our own, own protocol and rest as a simple, pure methodology and architecture is actually a great thing because for each project that you uh, get yourself involved in, you would immediately know the hierarchy and the links. You would know how to access the objects because REST is so standard. You would know that you need the get method to get things and you would know that you would get back a list of things. So then came about GraphQL. GraphQL allowed you to take all the things that we mentioned before, like searching for stocks, um, getting stocks and deleting stocks, uh, etc. by actually providing you with uh, something like little DSL or a little language where you could define the types. So you defined a type, for example, a type for create stock or buy stock or update stock price or uh, sell stock. So you define all the types. You have type uh, sell stock. And in sales talk, you have the ID and the limit price. You define all these uh, fields. So it, it, it goes to the other extreme. Where in REST, we were very generic. We were trying to be almost mathematically rigorous developers where we say, these are the four methods. Get, delete, update, post. Whenever you want to call an API, this is going to be a state that we are transferring. You do not name an API after an operation. Then GraphQL is the other extreme. It says, you know what? I don't care about abstraction. Just define all the types. Define all everything that you want to do. But, but I would actually give you a, a very convenient way to do this. I would provide you with a DSL where you um, can specify all these types. And then there would be frameworks upon it, which would generate the APIs. And then we could uh, aggregate APIs, but it's the other extreme where we practically uh, leave REST to REST on its own, and we start developing all the APIs in GraphQL. In this way, we can aggregate APIs, but what we lose is the flexibility and the commonality that REST gave us. Where up to now with REST, you know that if you join a new company that deals with pigs, and you want to buy a pig, then you call the method update or post the amount of pigs that you have. And you pass the new state, the new number of pigs that you need. But now with the GraphQL, you need to define the types, you need to exactly specify the operations in the code and which uh, fields do you get. So you see, these are like two extremes. There are some frameworks that came about that try to say, hey, we do not need to choose one or another. If you like beauty and you like uh, purity, you like rest. If you like to specify everything 
and you really want to define all the types and all the operations and you don't care about duplication and you don't care about mess. So GraphQL is about messiness and about duplication and just write everything. I don't really care about the rules. And, and the rest is I do care about the rules. I want everything to be organized. I want everything to be common. I want each person on each field. I don't care if you are dealing with pigs or you are dealing with stocks. I want it to look the same. The purity, the mathematics. So these are the two extremes. One is the messiness, but define everything and I will generate APIs. And another one is the purity, the mathematics, the PhD style. So there are some people that tries to uh, come about these two extremes and try to come up with new ways to say, you know what, you, it's true that you try to get a stock. So in HTTP, we can continue to try and use the get method and to get its stocks. But this does not mean that I could not generate for you a set of APIs with a pattern. For example, you can get a stock with regular expression. It's a string. Okay, it's a string. So what can we do with the string? We can search with regular expression, we search with prefix, we can search with prefix. So just tell me that the state that you are looking for is to get stocks, and I will generate all these methods in a proper, restful way for you. If it's a number, then we can try to get some uh, integers. Uh, a project which does something very similar, but I think it's only on uh, Ruby. It's called uh, Graffiti. So it's a combination of REST and, uh, and uh, semi-GraphQL. But in general, these are the two extremes, and and this does not mean that GraphQL is a successor to REST, or that REST is something archaic. REST is something more pure that you can utilize very well with the communities, but it would require a little bit more work on one side, on thinking about how the APIs look like, on designing the APIs, and GraphQL is on the other extreme where it's saying I less care about commonalities and about things looking exactly the same. Define the types, define the operations for each service, define it again, do the duplication. And then you'll have all this mess of all the operations. There could be a zillion of them that you need to maintain, but you define them. You define them with a nice language. But in REST, it's saying you define everything almost about the same. So it's really uh, up to you to think of both sides and decide which way you prefer or try to look for libraries which already do the work for you and try to alleviate rest into something that you can have more useful, into something that would, like graffiti, look at the, some of the types and automatically create APIs for you. The... Another extreme, which is not related to this debate in between REST and Graffiti, is using uh, RPC, Standard Remote Procedural Call, which won't be REST because it would be a procedural call. It won't be a state transfer. And with this, you define the domain objects and the operations that you want to call, the parameters. It's more like uh, GraphQL, where you specify everything, but usually when you use uh, RPC, uh, libraries, then you define the domain objects in some standard language and or in DSL or in XML, and then it generates all the APIs for you, a little bit similar to uh, GraphQL. 
So this was the debate in between REST and we saw why we don't put the operation name in the word in the REST API because we already have the operation name. We already have it as part of the HTTP method. So we don't need to repeat this. Call the delete operation and then call also the delete API. This is repetition. And we saw also the GraphQL and the little discussion of the RPC. So I hope you enjoyed this and see you next time, guys.